Welcome to Kingdom Life Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today. We hope that today's message will bring peace to your mind, joy to your heart, and life to your soul. Thanks for listening. But before we even get started with the reading, Crystal, thank you for that word, because I know it was for more than just me, but man, did it speak to me. Without going into detail, Miriam and I have been, we're selling our house and it is the most stressful house sale that I've ever had in my life. I thought I was going to put the house on the market and there were going to be a thousand bidders and they were going to go well above market value and it's going to be awesome. And we're still blessed, but the market shifted right as we put the house on the market. And it's just been a, it's just been a stressor. And God has been telling me that same thing, Crystal, in a different way. Just shut up and let me work. I've got a sharp tongue. As I've gotten older, it's gotten sharper. And I struggle to control it like all of us do sometimes. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I have not physically, but verbally in my own mind, you know, cursed the blessing, right? God sent a blessing of a buyer and I've been like, oh, stupid person. Anyway, so I was, I was, it was so crazy because I pray in my car on the way to work. Usually that's the best time for me to pray. And it keeps me from getting upset at other crazy drivers besides myself. But, um, it was so weird because I was, I was straining and I was thinking and I would pray and I would, um, you know, I'd walk through prayer and, and then I'd go, but God, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I wouldn't hear an answer and I'd go back to praying and I realized that every time I stopped thinking about what I couldn't control and just prayed, that's when I got that peace, right? So it's still a struggle. It's still not under my control. And I hate not being in control and being able to fix things. But, you know, what was it, uh, what was it we sang this morning? You shouldered me all the way. I love that image, right? Because it's, sometimes it's, it's somebody standing beside you and you're hanging on their shoulder. But sometimes I think of Jesus like a, uh, this is not, metaphor may not make sense to you who don't watch sports, but years ago, there was a, a running back at USC who was trying to get over the goal line and the quarterback comes behind him and just shoves him forward over the goal line. And that's the image I get in my mind when I hear you shouldered me all the way. You're just behind me, pushing me forward, pushing me forward, even where I don't want to go, even where I don't feel that peace in my natural self, right? He's there with me. And if I just shut up, quit my grumbling and complaining, he's going to open a way through the Red Sea, right? I mean, how miraculous is that? They says they walked on dry land. It wasn't even muddy. That's bonkers, man. And isn't God the same yesterday, today, and forever? Right? So he can open up a way through a Red Sea for every single one of us. Amen? That's not what we're reading today. So (laughs) Caleb asked me kind of at the last minute, he said, hey, can you take the reading? I said, sure. We're going to read out of Numbers. (laughs) He said, you can't do that to people. I said, okay, Ecclesiastes, the depressing Proverbs. But anyway... No, we're going to read today. Thank you, Tay. I just wanted you for that part there. We're going to read today out of Philippians. And um, I'm not a Greek scholar. So if you hear me getting hung up on a name, just yell out a suggestion. And we're going to go with that. (laughs) And um, 
Just briefly, uh, a little bit of background about, about Philippians. It's, not, it's a letter from Paul. It's not to a guy named Philip. It's to the church in, I think it's Philippi, is that correct? All right. And um, Philippians is one of my favorite letters from Paul because it's so daggone encouraging. I probably shouldn't say daggone, but anyway, it's so encouraging, right? It's one of Paul's most encouraging letters. There's not a lot of chastisement to the church in Philippi. It's, it's a lot of encouragement. And it has some of my favorite verses in it. And I know you're going to recognize some as we get to them. All right? So, and I want to encourage people to, we're going to read out of the uh, ESV, the English Standard Version. It'll be on the screen. It does not hurt my feelings if you read with me. And the reason why I said this a couple weeks ago, letters on a page are dead until the Holy Spirit reveals things to you, right? But God breathed life into each one of us, did he not? Right? We believe that? If you don't, see Dusty. He's not here. But anyway, if you don't, ask somebody beside you. We believe that God breathed life into us, okay? And so what happens when you exhale? You got to breathe back in, right? So when we read the word aloud, I feel like that is God breathed life into us and then we breathe his life back out into the air and there's power in that, all right? So Father, today we ask that you would quicken. That's a fancy word. I don't even know what it means. Lord, I ask that you would help this to, to make sense to us today, Lord, and just your mercies are new every morning. Lord, we know that you are infinite. And your word is infinite. So even where we've read Philippians before, Father, I pray that you would reveal new things to us today. In your name I pray, amen. So I don't know if I finished my thought. Feel free to read with me out loud, quietly, loudly. I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Philippians 1.1, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, and I am sure of this, it's one of my favorites, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Somebody asked me for my Wi-Fi password, share. That way you can read along with me. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. Hold on, let me hold right there. It's one of the things I love about Paul. Every time something bad happens to him, he just takes the opportunity to tell more people about, about Christ. That's awesome, man. 
And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, for, yeah, that's right. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to part is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affliction and sympathy, I'm sorry, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on a cross." Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, 
holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, that's where we're going to go with, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you had heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone thinks, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may obtain resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me. And keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. 
And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Are you guys ready? Chapter 4 is one of my favorites in the whole Bible, honestly. I hear it, Dan. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Oh boy, here's some more Greek names. I entreat Eodia and entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, to help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. (laughs) Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do, I'm gonna substitute here with the King James Version, sorry. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Back to ESV. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, I heard, Thessa, Thessa, you sent me help for my needs once and again, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. And the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. So we, we talked about this real briefly last week too. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens... To me, I'm going to paraphrase, I will come in and dine with him and he will dine with me, 
right? So we don't do this eating together just because, um, what did the scripture say? Our, our lords are not our bellies. It may look like it for some of us, but we do this together because we invite Christ to our table, right? And there's, there's awesome connection in, when we, when we uh, fellowship with each other at our table, but we also invite Christ into that place. And there'll be some questions on the, on the screen. And um, it's not questions like, you know, it's not questions like you would get in school, right? It's more of an opportunity to testify about what God has done for you, right? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, right? This has been another message from Kingdom Life Church. If this podcast ministered to you, be sure to like, subscribe, and share to help get the message of Jesus around the world. For more information, be sure to visit our website at kingdomlife.live. Thanks for listening, and remember, love God and love people.